0: Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Last week, I brought to you the story of the Fairfield Discalced Carmelites, a group of women religious that Francis and his lackeys in Rome decided to strip of their traditional priests and access to their traditional pre-Vatican II charism. They were ordered to submit to and obey a governing document issued by the Vatican a few years ago that would have forced them to embrace the heresy of modernism. Not overtly, of course, and not by direct decree, but it would have put them in a position where resisting modernism would have been nearly impossible. Judging by the number of you who watched that video, there's a lot of potential out there to help those nuns. And so today, I thought I'd share with you a couple of different ways that people can help the nuns, as well as how we got here how we got to a place where the Fairfield Carmelites, a group of contemplative nuns who ideally would be spending their days in prayer and doing acts of penance, were forced into this situation. And the reason I'm going to do that as a sort of update is because they are not the only traditional religious in the church today that have had the hammer dropped on them by Rome in this manner. So let's get into the story. A number of you emailed me in the days after that video went live with information about how to help the nuns. I didn't respond to the email simply because my inbox is at this point overflowing with a ton of emails. But your messages have not been ignored. In fact, they were what inspired this video. I'll have the links on how you can help them in the pinned comment below. For whatever reason, on YouTube, a lot of people have trouble finding the pinned comment. It's a comment that I write that is pinned to the top of the comment section. So go to the comment section, look for the comment at the top of the comment section. It should be by me and I'll have the main link to helping them post it there. That link was sent by a viewer who received a link from the Fairfield Carmelites that will take you to their website as well as I'll have their email address posted. Their website has a donate button to it. I vetted these web pages so they are safe and I get absolutely nothing from them or anyone else for giving you this information. I am not making a penny from posting this information for you, other than what I might make from you watching this video as if it was just another video. That is for my detractors out there who think I'm going to somehow profit by helping a group of near totally broke nuns keep their lights on or find a new property if they need it. Again, that link is in the pinned comment along with an email address to the nuns. If you are able to help in your charity do so and may God reward you richly for it. But how did we get to this place? traditional religious have faced the wrath of the modernists in rome well before francis was placed on the throne of peter by his allies but for brevity's sake the earliest and most well-known group of traditional religious that were smashed by rome for daring to hold the same catholic faith as their religious forebears was a group called the franciscan friars of the immaculate And this happened in 2013 mere months after francis ascended the throne of peter it, this is an infamous story and it's the actual article that I'm going to bring to you here is sort of subtly celebrating them being stripped of the Apostolic Mass because it comes from the National Catholic Reporter. And they published this way back in August of 2013, though the original story actually comes from the Catholic News Agency. Headline, Pope restricts use of Latin Mass by Franciscan Friars of the Immaculate. This is the same thing, basically, that happened to the uh, the discalced Carmelites of Fairfield. Now. The article is eight and a half years old, and for that, and for brevity's sake, I'll just give you a short quote from it to give you, get you up to speed. The short version is that the Vatican was immediately questioned about why they stripped a group of religious of access to the traditional mass in light of Samoan Pontificum. And the modernists in Rome were as truthful as the serpent in the Garden of Eden when they said that suppressing this group was not a violation of Samoan Pontificum at all. Quote, Pope Francis's orders do not intend to contradict the general instructions of Pope Benedict, but respond to specific problems and tensions created in that congregation regarding the right for the celebration of Mass, said Jesuit Father Federico Lombardi, Vatican spokesman, in a statement Friday. After an apostolic visitation of the order begun under Pope Benedict, Pope Francis appointed Capuchin Father Fidenzio Volpi to serve as an apostolic commissioner of the order. Announcing the appointment in a letter dated July 11th, the Congregation of Institutes of Consecrated Life and Societies of Apostolic Life also issued a decree saying that Pope Francis requires all the friars to celebrate the liturgy according to the ordinary rite, the post-Vatican II Mass, and that the use of the so-called Extraordinary Form or pre-Vatican II Latin Mass must be explicitly authorized by the competent authorities for every religious or community that makes the request. Some bloggers and Catholic websites had presented the Vatican move as an attempt to restrict the use of the Old Mass, but Lombardi said Friday, the provisions concerned... The life and governance of the congregation as a whole and not just liturgical questions a statement published on the friars website said that father stefano Manelli, founder and superior together with the whole institution of the franciscan friars of the immaculate submits in obedience to the holy father and trusts that this obedience will bring forth greater graces end quote sound familiar those excuses have been used many times over the years since then to suppress various different traditional groups they may have been the first group under Francis to get the hammer by Rome, they weren't the last. The place in the church with the growth of, the sac- of sacred tradition that most concerned modernists was among religious orders. Nuns, monks, friars, and the rest dedicated to preserving life in their religious orders and life in the church as it was prior to the deformations imposed by the Second Vatican Non-Binding Ecumenical Council. Religious orders dedicated to sacred tradition experience growing vocations, unlike most modernist orders, which are withering away. Evidently, growing vocations for pre-Vatican II-type religious orders was not to be permitted because in 2018, Francis issued a document that is the source of the woes for the Fairfield Carmelites and other groups like them. That document is called Cor Orons, and this report from around 2018 on what the document does to simplifies it for our purposes. It comes from a website called Epic Pew, and they have this to say. The 34-page long document intends to make clear the provisions of the law, developing and determining the procedures in the execution of Pope Francis's Apostolic Constitution on Women's Religious Orders, which was released in 2016. The document also reiterates the writings of Pope Pius XII, who published the Apostolic Constitution, Sponsa Christi Ecclesia, on the subject of women's cloistered orders in 1950. On May 15, 2018, Archbishop José Rodríguez Carballo, The Secretary of the Congregation for the Institutes of Consecrated Life and Societies of Apostolic Life presented Cor Orons. The presentation was at a press conference held at the Holy See Press Office. This document impacts the lives of almost 38,000 religious cloistered nuns. The Archbishop stated that Cor Orons is meant to clarify the provisions of the law, developing and determining the procedures for its execution. The largest change that Cor Orons instructs is an obligation for monasteries to belong to a federation of monasteries. These federations are tied together with a similar charism, or shared geographic location, end quote. Cor Orons and Pius XII's document that preceded it state that the purpose of these federations is to protect the charism of religious groups. And from Pius XII's perspective, before the ravages of modernism took hold in the church and vocations were flourishing at the time, that makes some sense. But there is another purpose woven into that by the modernists. I reported in April 2021 that the Fairfield Carmelites had been forced to abandon their monastery in Pennsylvania and flee back to Nebraska, their home monastery. Why? At the time, we didn't know why they fled. They had gone to Mass and had their minivan packed with their essentials, and after Mass, simply left, totally unannounced. But a hint was given to what may have happened in a report from the website Global Sisters Report If you read between the lines and recall the reasons that the Franciscan friars were functionally suppressed from the article, quote, In 2015, the monastery in Pennsylvania was down to six nuns, and by 2017, there were only three active members. That summer, ten new nuns arrived, six from the Carmel of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph in Valparaiso, Nebraska, and four from a monastery in Ellisburg, Pennsylvania. The Ellisburg monastery was established by in 2009 by nuns from Valparaiso, which has been growing rapidly since its founding in 2001. The Priestly Fraternity of St. Peter, which helped build the Valparaiso monastery, said in 2009 that the Nebraska order had 33 nuns, while the Carmelite monasteries are usually limited to 21. The prioress of the Philadelphia monastery in 2018, when the 10 new nuns arrived, who kept the tradition of not giving her name, told CatholicPhilly.com that the new nuns are all in their 20s and 30s, and they are all devout, intelligent, and talented, and many were homeschooled. They want an authentic Carmelite vocation. End quote. Did you see that? They were dedicated to tradition and had come to bolster a Carmelite group that was withering away. Why is that significant? Because the Franciscan friars were suppressed in this way because of an apostolic vigilance that allegedly found internal strife between the traditionally minded Franciscans and the modernists within your order. There's your hint as to what likely happened there. There were nuns who were pre-existing at that congregation already, and new nuns from two different groups who came in. There's a lot of potential for internal strife. Crisis Magdalene published a piece in late 2021 on what is happening to the Fairfield Carmelites. It was in response to the efforts to suppress them, which began formally earlier that year. Headline, why is the Vatican assailing contemplative life? The real agenda here is that the modernists in Rome think the entire concept of contemplative religious life is antiquated, and that religious should be going out into the world making a mess of things and being activists for various secular causes. Religious dedicated to prayer, fasting, traditional habits, and acts of penance for the sinful world are simply not acceptable in the springtime of the Church of the New Advent. From the article, quote, the future of contemplative orders in the Catholic Church is under siege, not by the off-the-mown vocations crisis, but by Archbishop Jose Rodriguez Carballo, the Secretary for the Congregation for Institutes of Consecrated Life and Societies of Apostolic Life. In 2018, Carballo released for Cor Orons, a series of regulations on women's monastic orders. Cor Orons is the practical implementation of Pope Francis's 2016 Vultum De Quere, while women's orders globally were required to conform within one calendar year, court orans has proved so twisted to authentic monastic life that many monasteries have applied for exemptions, only to be met with silence, delays, and retaliation. While much can be said about core orons, it is essentially a planned obsolescence program for contemplative monasticism, designed by a bishop who has, time and again, announced that such a vocation has overstayed its use. Carballo holds no love for contemplative monasticism. He has said that the collapse of religious vocations over the past 50 years is proof that this form of religious life is antiquated. Even when an order has flourishing vocations, he dismisses it as a fluke. In a 2015 speech, he claimed that contemplative life was outmoded and says hardly anything to people today. To an assembly of Carmelites, he denied that Teresa would want them to remain faithful to her rule. What does Teresa want now? We don't want to walk as we did 500 years ago. One of the harshest changes is an update to formation. Under Carbio's rules for every women's monastic community, formation is required to last nine to twelve years at minimum. By comparison, before Corps Orons, nine years was the maximum allowed. For many orders, formation is the equivalent of a Navy SEAL's boot camp experience. There are additional rules and regulations, all of which must be followed to the letter. End quote. Corps orons would destroy what vocations are remaining, and that's obviously its purpose. This is in addition to forcing religious into federations. The federation problem is bad enough. It would be forced to be governed by other groups who are, on paper, dedicated to the same charism as they are, but are certainly dedicated in reality to the pantsuit and activism modernist culture that has destroyed vocations. Core Orons is a document designed to finish off religious orders, and not surprisingly, many religious congregations are refusing to submit to it. And therein lies the problem. People have a distorted sense of what obedience as a Catholic means. It does not mean submitting to evil and stupid decrees issued by figures in the church who clearly do not have the faith. We have no obligation to submit to evil, and so resisting is the only option left. And that is where the various religious groups like the Fairfield Carmelites are at. I have it on good authority that they have no intention of submitting to Rome's wicked decree to submit to modernism. I haven't had any idea about what they intend to do for the sacraments, whether the local FSSP will continue to support them or if they'll seek sacramental support from either the SSPX or independent traditional priests. What they do moving forward hasn't been made public yet. If or when they announce anything, I'll make sure to report it. Again, look to the pinned comment on YouTube or in today's show notes at returntotradition.org. That's the name of this podcast with a .org at the end. Look for the post with the title of today's episode in it, and you'll find the links there as well. If you're not watching this on YouTube, and uh, when you go to ReturnToTradition.org, skip past the Patreon pop-up unless you want to become a patron because there's no paywall for this information. You can just skip past all that stuff. You'll find the post, and with all my sources for today, as well as the same links that I posted with the video. Again, if you're watching this off-platform, if you want to help the Fairfield Carmelites, which would be a wonderful thing if you could do that. That pinned comment is at the is the comment at the top of the comment section here on YouTube. And it's the one posted by me. It'll say return to tradition there. I can post links in my comments, but no one else can. It's a security setting that is unfortunately necessary in this time. In the past, I've had to delete links that people would post to, um, shall we say, Internet Impurity, because that's the kind of world we live in where people will post that kind of stuff on Catholic and generally Christian pages. So I had to take that measure. But. Go to the top comment if you want to help the nuns out. And remember, you can always help them via prayer, such as the novena that I'll have posted in the link to the pinned comment as well. But what did you think of the story? What does it say about Francis and the men he's placed in high office in Rome who are waging this campaign against the prayer warriors of our blessed Lord? Let me know in the comments. and Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.